Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and fall from the skies of Spider-Man 2, <laughs> one Atari's advertising minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Hai Chen Bui. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you. Thanks oh. for having me, guys. Yeah, Absolutely. Closing out our, our sad theater week here on uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so today we are talking about Minute 29, which starts with Peter watching MJ kiss some random guy and, uh, and ends with Peter landing back first on a ventilation, on some ventilation pipes or ventilation shafts or some sort of... Know. I don't know they what don't those look, are. It's actually, actually an analogy for every relationship. I don't know yeah. what is. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Ain't that just the way? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so after uh, Peter got shut out um, from the the play, which apparently doesn't have an uh, uh, an act break at any point. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, he was able to make it. either that or he was so late that he actually he missed. Like the first two acts of this play, yeah. So yeah, he was there was like no an hour and a half late or something, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. But she is, she's uh, kissing this random guy who we don't know who he is yet. We just know. I mean, we can assume that he's the guy that she was talking about in the backyard, right? Um, right. But, uh, but he, he's not given a name yet, um, right? Um, My I, assumption is that people who are listening to this podcast have <laughs> seen the film all the way through first, so they probably think, know. Do who you he, think? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> Like, you know, I just got I, I just got an email from somebody who says that they aren't they aren't they're not no watching. Way. Yeah, no way. Uh, yeah, they are just listening to us talk about it. Wow. So now I want to try that for like another movies by minute podcast for like a film I haven't seen. If there's like a gap in my like knowledge, I'm like yeah, I'll see what that's actually like to literally go one minute at a time. I know podcasts. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Um, so. We could just call him John, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, we'll yeah. call him John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Our John Doe. Yeah. yeah. Our John, Our John uh, Doe. I, okay, so speaking of uh, the metaphors that, that <laughs> I Chen talked about at the top, uh, the, the cops cars going by. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Peter's like creepily watching them make out from across the street and just cop cars come by and he's he sort of like looks around like I mean obviously he's like I guess I should go after that but it really just looks like I better get out of here like <laughs> <laughs> oh I didn't think about it that way that's so funny yeah I'm sure I'm sure it's meant in the script to be like you know the intrusion of his superhero life on that moment but mm -hmm. it could yeah. totally read as like Oh boy, I did steal that car at the end of that last. That <laughs> yeah. You know? What I like here is uh, in in the bit where the actual uh, cop cars go by and whatnot is it's a nice little example of the way that like gestures read on screen. So for like the close up of Toby, 
he just like follows it with his eyes basically but mm -hmm. in the wide shot for that like watching the cars thing to properly read you can see his head turn like 30 or 40 degrees and then when we cut close to him it's just the eyes moving because it would be too much in the close-up to do the full head move but if he just moved his eyes in the wide shot like it wouldn't register oh but, that's so mm -hmm. interesting that why weird? does that like, just, work it, that shouldn't work now no. that you pointed it out i think it's gonna drive me crazy but <laughs> but it, it just it works in the you know through the edit um yeah as yeah oh man that's so strange it's just one of those conventions of like it, film that you don't even question it it just kind of um you know reads yeah. that way uh i don't know it's like where does it's, the music come from <laughs> it's kind of like uh it, it's like it's like the close-up is, is screen acting and then the mm. the wide is stage acting it's like screen yeah, acting stage acting yeah. screen <laughs> acting stage acting <laughs> it's pretty cool um john here uh we will get bigger scenes with him later but we might as well say who he is who's, who's playing him at least this is daniel gillies i want to say his name is it's g-i-l-l-i-e-s um mm -hmm. and he's uh you know, a, a Canadian actor who grew up in New Zealand, worked in Australian, uh, and then uh, America. But he's probably most well-known by far for playing the best vampire, in my opinion, on The Vampire Diaries. Elijah. Oh, my God. That's who that is. is. Uh, yeah. Elijah? Yeah. Elijah from The Vampire Diaries. Wow. And it's been off the originals. Yeah. I yeah. have never. I mean, I watched all of Vampire Diaries, and I have never, what? ever put that together before. <laughs> You know, I think it's just that his hair is so different in this that you don't mm -hmm. even question it. It's just, oh, yeah, there's that handsome dude. But, yeah, that's Elijah, the, you know, the big original guy. Well, I guess there's five that of them or something. really <laughs> makes a lot of sense because he, <laughs> he was far too pretty to not be on a CW show. Uh, exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I mean, we talk about this a lot on this show, but, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at these scenes and, man... God, I miss backlots. Like I know they don't they don't get used a lot in movies anymore. Um because I, I think a lot of people see them as outdated. But yeah. if they're shot properly, I just nothing feels like movie magic more than backlots. Yeah, it really lends to the whole classic feel of this entire movie and like the mm. first Spider-Man and the second Spider-Man. Much more Spider-Man 2, I feel like, because it really leans into the whole melodrama of it all and yeah. that whole classic melodrama conflict of love versus duty as you can see when the cop cars literally go by and like that's his duty waving yeah. him <laughs> off with the siren as you know the love of his life is smooching another another dude so it's <laughs> it's so like obviously telegraphed but it works so well and it just really sweeps you up into the whole thing even though you know you are aware there's a level of artificiality to it because it is a back lot but mm -hmm. it just feels so classic yeah mm -hmm. there's a charm in that that mm -hmm. like um you know we're not trying to be edgy and we're not trying to be cool here we're just being you know honest about big emotions and why we care about characters in the first place so it's kind of reflected in the not glitzy uh, atmosphere but you know kind of slightly artificial slightly old school just yeah. it, you know it just feels warm i love it mm -hmm. our our favorite word on this podcast is earnest yeah and yes that's yes. that's this movie to a t and that's like the use of its backlots and everything um just the way that this movie was the, these movies are produced is such in a in an earnest way uh especially the the first two um yeah. that that takes us to this sort of back alley and uh mm -hmm. you know i first i noticed the um the posters for the atari's albums uh so long astoria <laughs> which in itself is a reference to the goonies 
Um, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh. And, okay. uh, and the Ataris, uh, this was like their major label debut, uh, which mm-hmm. was on, you guessed it, Sony Records, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I liked about this, because I, I noticed that the timeline didn't quite match up. I was like, why are they advertising the Ataris when this movie came out in 2004 and that album came out when I was a senior, which would have been 2000, early 2003 at the latest. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I realized like one, well, that's probably when they shot it. But what I like about the detail in the set design here is that they knew at the time that like, okay, we're going to use this so long a story a poster, but it's go some time will have gone by. So not only are we going to weather the posters, like they've been there a while, but we're going to put other posters over them. Yes. Uh, you know, so it really does look like a year has passed since those posters were up on these <laughs> wall in this alley. I don't know why they're advertising this album in an alley, but they are. You know, maybe that's the only space they could afford to advertise in. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's more. <laughs> Just like a dingy alley off of a theater somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right next to yeah. all of those uh, those garbage cans right there. Um, They're like, well, who's going to be buying our, you know, uh, pop punk albums? You know, gar- maybe people who hang out punks. in dark alleys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, garbage. Garbage Yeah, you know, garbage people. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, but I just, I noticed that and I just thought, you know, like, oh, that's, I really like the attention to detail there by the by the art direction. Totally, um, totally. You know, um, kind of uh, making it not feel as dated as it could if they were like brand spanking new posters. Yeah, yeah. but still on a backlot. Like it's still this like um, we're descending into the realm of fairy. Like it's a portal to another world. Like we're mm-hmm. going from, you know, the... <laughs> I can only think of the way Blade describes it in Blade, that like sugar-coated topping world of like Mary Jane and the uh, the you know, off-Broadway play and whatnot, and then into his beneath-it real world, this, like, this big dramatic threshold that he runs through. I just think Mm -hmm. it's a really powerful image, even if it's a little, you know, importance of of being earnest, earnest, earnest all the way, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's it's okay to, like, really capitalize your, you know, letters if if it's... done properly i guess um, yeah nothing like is it. really subtle in this movie i don't think <laughs> right. everything is big like you said the actions are big the gestures are big mm-hmm. and a lot of it i think has to do with the fact that we can't see spider-man's face a lot of the time mm-hmm. so everything that we know of what he's feeling is informed by the sets and the mise-en-scene and everything that's going on so like when peter parker is running through that foggy alley and it's just like really dramatic fog rising up and he's running and looking all angsty and anguished it's just like it leads so well to that moment towards the end i guess i'm getting ahead of myself uh, of this minute where you know his web shooter doesn't work i don't know where the genesis of this comes from but a thing i think about uh that we talked about last season a lot is there's like a threshold for some people and whether or not they're going to be on board with this type of tone and um, if you're really on board with it, you love it. If you're not on board with it, it like kind of uh, you know gets gets you hung up. And it's when the Goblin and Peter in the first movie have like a conversation on a rooftop. It's like <laughs> it's that thing you're talking about where they're in these costumes where you can't see their faces, so they they make it broad and they make it you know big and colorful and weird and comic booky. And mm. it's so nakedly that that some people can kind of like shy away from it. But I love that. They just embraced it wholeheartedly. And I think they nailed 
the balance of it better here. I think this is sort of a slightly more accessible version of that. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it's still, you know, (laughs) he's still going to run down the alleyway and tear open his shirt, you know? Like it's a Christopher Reeve uh, Superman movie or something. I love Mm -hmm. it. I I really love this part. I I actually really like how this sequence is edited here because Mm. it's it's edited through jump cuts uh, because... It's almost as if, almost as if, they know that you can't run and change your clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so they just skip some steps through some clever jump jump cuts. But it, yeah. it really plays very fluidly uh, in the Absolutely. moment and yeah. uh, works really, really well. And there's some, there's some really great uh, CG to practical effects. Um, transitioning going on that oh totally uh, I'm really impressed with for you know 2004 technology you know exactly yeah like maybe it's not uh, you know if we put this up in a theater right now will it be convincing but it's even in the leap from the previous movie I'm like wow this is they're selling it like Mm -hmm. um, the other thing too I like the way it like syncs up with the music that like we know the the key parts of this like transformation are Showing the suits under the costume, so we're going to go full Christopher Reeves, you know, chest rip for that, and putting on the mask, and then jumping in the air. So we only show those steps, but they, like, do them, like, in time with the music, and then we're kind of swept up in it, and uh, I I don't know. It, like, it gets me all... This is a trailer shot, I guess, is a way to phrase it. Like, it's mm-hmm. very kinetic, and it's very... Um, it just gets you on board with this this type of world that we're in um, immediately. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this... This uh, wide city shot. So we get the the POV of him sort of leaping over the building uh, mm-hmm. in a single bound, and uh, we get we transition to this wide shot of the of the police pursuit that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that this is a CG shot because it, the the miniatures department. Um, well, no, because there's there are miniatures in this movie. Is this a miniature? I think the um, the physical like building that the camera swoops up over, where it's like the POV shot, is I think a miniature. But then when we go to the wide shot of the city itself, like the you know canyonish uh, thing, that's CG. That's all CG after that. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It. I'm like pausing it and looking at it. If it is CG, it's like CG that's made to look like a miniature, um, <laughs> because it really there are, there are moments in it where it really looks like. Um, a miniature of, of mm-hmm. some kind. I don't know. It's interesting. But one thing that I noticed is that, you know, we're following Spider-Man, which by the way, that, that shot of him sort of coming up over the building and, and swinging past uh, yeah. the police. Pres- I mean, it's, it looks really good. Uh, I mean, yeah. Bill Pope really uh, brought the cinematography on this film um, to a whole new level. Uh, and it's arguably the best part of Spider-Man 3 is the cinematography. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, watching this again, I was so impressed by how well the uh, CG and the just action shots held together after, I think, more than um, more than 14 years now. That's, mm-hmm. that's really impressive, especially for mm-hmm. a movie that the haircuts already seem extremely dated. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that they at least they spend a lot of time on this. Like sometimes in like these days we often run into like modern blockbusters where like the, the post production process is kind of uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um 
rushed rushed a bit you know so that like by the like by the time it comes out in theaters like some of the effects are like well we know we could make this totally full fully realistic this one doesn't quite look as good because they ran out of time whereas at this like league yeah, yeah. Like, you know, let's be let's be honest. I'm talking about Justice League. Whereas, like, in, in this, like, this looks better than the worst things that come out right now. Maybe not as good as the best things that come out right now, but it's at least integrated well, and they 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 cheat it very well. I think. Like, obviously, Spidey's moving a little bit faster than a human in gravity would, and he's you know going a little bit farther on these web lines than he actually could. But it's not. There's no like reality breaking here. It just mm-hmm. feels kinetic and fun until it doesn't work and then, then he falls which is <laughs> its own um, kettle of fish there there's a there's a small detail that i thought was uh interesting to point out which was that as he is he he swings sort of above the police way way above and then past them gets up ahead of them and then as he's taking that final swing where he's going to shoot out a web and it's not going to it's not going to come Uh, You can look behind him and you can see the police are turning away. They're like making a turn (laughs) and going in the other direction. Uh, So he's just sort of web slung past them. So his the point I'm saying is that his his head is not in the game at all. Right. Uh, And I I really right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just and I really love the detail of of, you know, if you're paying attention, you can see the police turn away. And that's the moment when his 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 web uh, doesn't doesn't happen. Uh, That's hilarious. I never noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's but it is perfect, like visual storytelling. Maybe if you don't like consciously notice it, it's at least being used there. Like some of the mm-hmm. the goofy like uh, theater jokes we talked about earlier in the week. So I, I like I like that you are rewarded in the close viewing uh, rather than like it breaking the immersion even more. It's like, oh yeah, he's in the, the physical geography of this sequence. He's not focused. He's not in it. He's not Spider-Man right now. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not fully Spider-Manning because he's still reeling from seeing Elijah kiss his lady, which... <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> which would rattle the best of us i i'm sure yeah definitely um and then uh yeah and then we get the moment that uh i thought would never happen in uh <laughs> in the theater uh when you know when peter has the biological web shooters i was like well great at least they'll never fall into that thing that they always fall back on in the comics where he's like oh no i'm out of web fluid and then it's a cliffhanger <laughs> i was like well at least that'll never happen with the biological shooters and then i'm watching spider-man 2 and it Wait, happened there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they did it just for you scott just, yeah just just for you I, have we talked ever at length about whether or not we like this like narrative device here of him not being able to spider-man when his head's not in the game like uh, like, does it work for you? I, I, well, okay. I don't think we should talk about it today just because tomorrow is a much lighter minute. Let's maybe Fair. save yeah. that discussion okay. for tomorrow. Because <laughs> um, I think, I think that's a larger discussion. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I will say I am very impressed. I think this was one of the first times in a movie I'd ever seen weight properly... I don't know, like like weighted CGI elements done Ooh, properly. Yeah, you know? I get what you're saying. Yeah, because uh, like when 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 Spidey lands on this pipe thing, like it hurts. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it hurts, and you can feel 
you know, he's, uh, you know, 100, 165 pounds or 170 pounds falling from the sky and landing <laughs> on the top of a roof. Uh, you, you really feel it. And I just remember being very impressed with that in, in, in the theater. And I remember mm-hmm. the huge reaction it got in the totally. theater for everyone going, oh, like, because it, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. And I don't know how long it takes to, to perfect that kind of thing. And I know that they are... I can't tell if it's in today's minute or tomorrow's minute when they switch from the CGI Spidey to the physical um, stuntman there. Mm-hmm. But whatever they did in terms of like like finagling the speed, like obviously you can't actually throw the guy down at that those last couple feet at that speed, but you know maybe you could speed up the tape afterwards. Not tape, literally. They don't use physical tape <laughs> doing that. Uh, but well, you know, they, like, probably, you can... they probably used film at the like at this yeah, point, film. 2004. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they like sh- shot on on film, but like you would render the effect in the computer and then probably digitally edit it. At any rate, I just mean like <laughs> they could probably adjust like how fast he's landing and how hard he's hitting and like when we transition from the CGI model into the physical one and like which one has the timing of the sound effect where that like it's all been just dialed in just right that it all lands on you at once and you just ugh, like your skeleton hurts at this mm-hmm. at this moment um and and too with like the the set the i mean it's it's really basic meat and potatoes filmmaking stuff but it works like you know having the soundtrack drop out like the score isn't happening when he mm-hmm. falls and mm-hmm. then you, we just hear him screaming and we have that like sort of doppler effect on toby's voice when he's mm-hmm. falling and then just wham ugh. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> and we never find out where the police were going. Yeah. Someone, oh, yeah. Somebody definitely died. Somebody definitely <laughs> died. And Spider-Man and, was not there to save And it's all because them. of his existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, culpability's rough, Peter. Oh, no. <laughs> this was your oh. choice. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, that, uh, I think that about wraps up Minute 29. Uh, Hoi Tran, yeah. why don't you tell people where they can find you? So you can find me at SlashFilm.com. I'm usually on the podcast Slash Film Daily, and I'm on Twitter at HTranBui. Beautiful. Fantastic. And uh, you can find us at uh, DuelingGenre.com, uh, along with uh, lots of other shows that we've got going on over there. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're in the neighborhood for some new podcasts, go check out <laughs> DuelingGenre.com and uh, see what we got going on over there. And we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 30. Bye, everybody. Bye.